0: Afternoon and welcome to SJ at Noon, another edition of your weekly SJHL Hockey Talk. My name is Rory McGoran. Joined, as always, across stacking stuff on top of the cheese is the Nugs, Jamie Nugebauer.
1: Hey, it's always good to be here. Before we get into stuff, Rory, just very quickly, very quickly, what I want to do is throw out a quick shout out to one of the great, great volunteers in the SJHL, Larry Fenition in Flin Flon. Always there with a smile and a handshake. The volunteers around this league do not get enough recognition. And so we apologize for that in the past... And we're going to do it. We're doing it now. Larry, we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I had a lot of nice things to say about our show and about us. So thank you, Larry. We love you.
0: And these teams rely on the volunteers uh, with yeah. their community, with their teams. And uh, yeah, the utmost respect to all the volunteers across the SJHL. we got a great show lined up for you today as Ty Mason, the youngest player in the SJHL and the Wayburn Red Wings Dynamo this year and definitely a future uh, star in the SJHL will join us in about 20 minutes time. And then Race Ramsey, he breaks the SJHL time. All- record for goal for wins in a season doesn't have any goals this year uh, but wins yeah. he's got a lot of those with 40 wins uh, he'll join us at about 11:40, 11:35. we'll have the humble broncos goaltender race ramsey uh, a great jam-packed show newsy and two more shows before the sjhl playoffs
1: yeah I can't wait uh, we have the eight teams in the postseason already clinched. decided clinched so uh, we got lots and lo- lots, and lots to get to in the Saskatchewaners' recap. I want to start
0: it out with a couple things happening around the league first before we dive into that playoff picture. You mentioned all eight teams are cemented in, but they're not. In their spots where they yeah. could end up when that first round commences, RBC Community Ambassador Award has now gone to the first stage of voting. So the 12 team representatives, uh, congratulations to all 12 across the SJHL. You can follow the SJHL on Twitter, on Facebook, and find the voting panel to vote for your favorite community ambassador. It will then go to a, a final four, and then will be voted on again to find out who uh, is the representative and the winner of the RBC Community Community Ambassador Award.
1: Yeah, it's great that RBC a great partner in the SJ as well. They have been for a number of years, so. Cool to see that, and all 12 guys, very, very deserving. Really, really impressive candidates this year.
0: Another one coming from Sask Energy now as the 1,000th home goal. The quota is what they were hoping to reach Mm -hmm. has been reached. It was scored by Brian Gilman of the LaRange Ice Wolves, and $20 from every home goal donated towards Kidsport. Nugsy, that's a total of $20,000. Yeah,
1: and they scored a nice goal too here to set it all up, and a little backdoor... Morgan there, Riley Morgan has been so good for Laurentiis lately and he put it out in front there for Gilman and uh, nice nice way to, to, to get the 1,000th goal and a nice goal there on the power play for LaRange,
0: too. $180,000 raised for Kids yeah. Sport over the course of that uh, program. Amazing wow. to see. Also, Sask Energy and the network members donated a natural gas barbecue last week. Yeah. I, uh, I, I do have confirmation on who it went to. It wasn't Norris me. Uh, a little mistake on the computer <laughs> yeah. as Mel Norris, Mel Norris is the winner of the barbecue. Yeah. It'll forever live in the blooper reel of uh, me butchering that name. But Mel Norris congratulations on winning your natural gas barbecue uh other than race ramsey we talked about his record he broke it uh last week and we'll have him on the show to discuss a little bit more but cal shell needs to have a shout out as well the Flon bombers at goaltender seven shutouts on the year it's a Flon bombers record now and he breaks zach Robidoux's record of 2016-17 when he set that one and there's a great article and an interview by uh one of the best guys in the league rob hart Mm -hmm. that he conducted with cal shell it's on sjhl.ca so you can check that out as well well.
1: yeah, I wrote a little piece, but uh, yeah, Rob Hart's great and great for uh, Cal Shell to break that. And what a historic, historic, yeah, incredible crazy, organization crazy. up in Flin Flon. And you can hear it in Cal, Cal Shell's voice uh, the emotion that he felt. Of being able to to break a record and be part of Flint uh, Flawn Bombers lore forever, and it's a great uh, a great story.
0: And the commitments keep rolling in around the S J H L. Brought to you by Direct West. Let's start Andrew Schaub, the former Nipawin Hawks, now a member of the Kindersley Clippers, going to Alvernia University to be part of the Golden Wolves NCAA Division Three.
1: Yeah, good for him. Big, strong, physical kid there in Nippowin. And uh, joins uh, Lucas Ochitwa also going up there, I believe, in uh, from the Melford Mustangs. So the Kindersley Clippers,
0: things. one of their veterans, getting yep. uh, getting the commitment. Yep. Great to see. A couple from the Estevan Bruins coming in for Eric Houck and Olivier Pouliot, both going to U Sports, Regina for Houck, and Lakehead University for Pouliot.
1: Yeah, and great, uh, gravity, great talents. Eric Houck joins a cadre now a former Estevan a lot, Bruins yeah. there at the, at the U of R. Uh, I think there's five, going to be five now there, if they're uh, rippling (laughs) or... back. I think he's in England now quickly there, Turner Ripplinger, the former Estevan Bruin. But um, if he comes back to the U of then they could have five Estevan Bruins in the lineup next year the University of Regina Cougars.
0: Joining the, the uh, Olivier Pouillot at Lakehead University is Keyshawn Gervais of the Yorkton Terriers. Yeah. So they get Olivier Pouillot and Keyshawn Gervais. I'm sure to say that their speed rating yeah. in their overall right. just went up a couple ticks with those two acquisitions.
1: Yes, yeah, speed, excitement. Great to see for Keyshawn too. Rory's been around the league for a while. He does a lot of work in the Yorkton community. Uh, talking about mental health, talking about be open and honest about uh, about your feelings and, and what you're dealing with and your demons to some degree, and so great to see Keyshawn, you know, get there and and get his commitment. And uh, boy, you're right. They're at Lakehead University up in Thunder Bay, Ontario, they're getting an injection of speed.
0: Next year. Acquisitions, not accusations. I'm not accusing them of being anything no. but good hockey players. No, yeah. And both were acquired by Lakehead University. And the worry. final one, Christian Albertson of the Nipawin Hawks, right. former Melford Mustangs, he's heading to Ohio University of the ACHA.
1: Yeah, great, uh, obviously, Ohio University uh, you know, in, o- in Ohio, and obviously a great uh, great hockey, uh, club hockey program yep. they have up there, and um, Albertson has been in the league for a while, big, strong kid too, he's going to jump in, I'm sure he's ready to go there, so pretty cool.
0: Congratulations to all the players getting Direct West commitments this week, and we're sure as the season winds down, heads into playoffs, players make their decisions uh, throughout the spring months, that many more is yet to come.
1: Yeah, we we talked about it at the beginning of the year, already that we thought there was to be a huge year for commitments, and boy, has it ever! Mm-hmm. Great job by everybody, love it.
0: Big show coming up as Ty Mason and Race Ramsey will join us in a bit. It's time to break now into your SASK lotteries recap, and we're taking a look at the player the playoff picture. One to eight has now been cemented. Notre Dame clinches that eighth spot. They could still move up to seventh, but where my attention is, it's on home ice advantage yeah. right now. You got two spots available for three teams, and we know how important it's going to be to have home ice advantage in the first round. Melfort, Flinflon, Flon, Battlefords—it is anyone's ball game for three, four, five.
1: Yeah, right now at the moment, it's Melfort three, Flynn four, and, and we can Battleford put the playoff five. picture up right put now. The, put the playoff picture up there, and uh, you know, a huge couple wins this weekend around for for those teams. Five three, Flinflon beat uh, LaRange on Saturday. They got Cole Vardy back, and that's huge. huge. His, their power play is 23.4% best in the league. And when he's in there, it's a big difference for LaRange. Big wins for Melfort at the Northern Lights Palace against Nippowin. They put in uh, 1,374 fans at the Northern Lights Palace and a 4-3 win for Melfort. So they're uh, coming back and Battleford split with Kindersley. So you can see the, the playoff picture right there, Rory. And mm-hmm. um, Boy, oh boy, those uh, the 3-6 the and the 4-5. Who wants to predict those right now? I don't really know.
0: Well, the tough thing is, is that one of these pl- one of these teams we take a look right now is 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 going to need to head on the road for games one and two, yeah. right? Which is tough to do. And speaking of road games, where else do you want to go when you're on the road? But stay in at one of the Days Inn hotels, another great sponsor of the SJHL, who has 110 hotels from coast to coast, but and nine of them in Saskatchewan. And the Days Inn hotel is wants to do a contest to help out some fans, of course, this year. So right now we're gonna pull a trivia question for everyone listening at home has to do with players and teams on the road potentially staying in days in hotels of course and uh, the winner if you pick the correct answer uh, will receive a one night stay at the Days in of their choice in Saskatchewan. You must be 19 years of age to win this award. And, uh, yeah, that could be going towards a playoff, uh, playoff travel to go yeah. see your favorite team play. But So the trivia question will be asked this week, and then we'll pick a winner this week who gets it. If there's multiple people that have the correct answer, we'll put their names in a hat and pick one to win. And we'll do it one more time next week. So Days in giving away two hotels over the, past, over the course of the next two weeks. Nugsy, the question is all yours.
1: Uh, the question is... Which team this year had the most road shootout victories in the 2021-2022 SJHL season? So the most road... Shootout victories.
0: All right, comment away if you think you know the answer because you could be winning a one night stay at any Days Inn hotel of your choice. Another great sponsor, the SJHL. Thank you for putting that promotion and helping out uh, fans travel to see their teams when the playoff matchups uh, do occur. Right now, who do you think has that spot? Three, four, five. I bl- I mean, putting this out there, the Battleford North Stars control their own destiny. If they win out, three's theirs.
1: Uh, yeah, for me, it's still Flynn Flan. I mean, I, again, I think that roster is so good. We heard Cal Shell in his interview there with Rob Hart say that he feels like they have a, a, a championship team in that Flynn Flan locker room. And you know, they have three games remaining still. That's only one fl- fewer than Battlefords, but they have the tiebreak by quite a while, by quite a distance. They have 34 in the regulation wins plus overtime wins tiebreak. Uh, Battleford is at 30 and Melford's at 30, so that's a four game advantage. Obviously, Battleford has four games remaining. Well, Fawn has three. But Fawn is getting healthy. We talked about Colvardi coming in there, We talked about Cal Shells playing full of confidence. He looks fully healthy, yeah. back and ready to go, um, you know, coming off of a big win that they needed against Larange on Saturday. Uh, so for me, for me, it's uh, Flin Flon. Looks like they still have that pole position as well as Melford and Battlefords are playing.
0: Yeah, well, what I'm looking at right now is the Battlefords North Stars don't only control their own destiny. They have the most games remaining. One of them is against Flin Flon. Yeah. But Flin Flon, Malford only has two games remaining and Flintflon Flon has three two of those games are between each other. Yeah. So unless they're three-point swings, it's going to benefit the Battleford North Stars, knowing that one of those teams, you know, they could take two losses. It's going to propel the other one up the standings, right? Maybe a little farther away. But you're getting Flinfan and Melford going up against each other. And I think if they avoid three-point games, it could be a benefit to the North Stars.
1: Yeah, the, the The only issue I have with the North Stars, and it's not because I don't believe in, uh, in Kenyon or a Schwab, the goalies, Austin Schwab. I just haven't seen them... That much. Mm -hmm. And I'm a little concerned because Michael Harash hasn't played since mid-February. And Michael Harash is one of the premium goalies in the Mm -hmm. SJHL when he's going, but he hasn't played in a while for Battleford. So my question for you is, on the ice, how good are the North Stars if Harash isn't in there?
0: Uh, I've seen Kenyon Lowen play. I mean, yeah, he's small in stature, but he's a gamer. I, I, I've I've liked him every time I've seen him live. And, uh, and Austin Schaub, we knew what he was capable of when he was with the North Stars before. He's come in. Has his numbers been where he wants it to be? Maybe not, but he's picked up a shutout in one of his wins. I think they got three capable goaltenders. If Harash is healthy, he's the starter. There's no question about that. But I wouldn't be too concerned with the other two. Uh, I think they can get the job done because... We talked about it earlier in the season that the defense corps was the uncertainty. The defense core, they had one returning guy in in Riley Little. Of course, they—you uh, know—they acquire. Sam Witt, right, a yeah, uh, L- little yeah. bit little bit later on, so a little bit more veteran presence there. But yeah. you got to look at, like, Tyne and Ewart and all the players yeah. on defense who haven't played an SJHL season before. They've come the longest way out of any group, and I think now they're confident enough in their abilities to support their goaltender in a playoff run.
1: Yeah, and one of the guys I think is going to be one of the top D-men in the league next year is Jordan Grill, Yeah, North Battleford. Grill, kid, East Overs, Rask, North like a lot of these East young North. players are. And, and Brandon Klamasco loves Jordan Grill. But here's the thing, the Battlefords, North Stars, are a team that, Rory, all year long have won one-goal games, been in one-goal games. They've played 17 one-goal games this year, Rory. They've got two regulation losses from those 17 one yeah. games. So they, they love tight games. And, again, a big part of that is, you know, goaltending, making the right save when you need it. it, it I'm just saying I don't know. I'm not saying that Kenyon and Schwab can't do that. But without Harashian, it's a big ask for them uh, we'll see, though. As you said, they have four games in hand, destiny in their hands. Other teams are playing each other. Um, but I still like, you know, the Whitney home ice advantage and Cow Shell fully healthy and Colvardi fully healthy. I like Flynn Flawn to finish third. I like Melfort to finish fourth and Balfour to finish fifth.
0: And, well, and quietly, look at the streak Melfort's on again. Yeah. Like, I mean, we were talking about them two weeks ago, three weeks ago maybe it was. Like, oh, well, they've, lo- they've lost six in a row again. Like, they, they just, maybe <laughs> a little injury problem. Well, they've won. So they picked up yeah. points in eight straight games, won seven of them. Like, yeah. they are yeah. back on the road. Well, and, it, and yeah. again,
1: the, <laughs> the, 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 the playoffs, and we're going to talk about it more as we preview the playoffs, but it'll be about how you handle the, in, the key injuries that you have. And mm-hmm. the, the Melfort Mustangs are starting to get fully healthy now. They're going to get Hayden Tua back. They're going to get Kevin Minock back. You know, Ben Tekachuk is fully back and healthy. They got Joel Favreau and James Venn both in there now so you know they're, they're finding ways to win and we got flint
0: flawed right now leading the poll and who's going to finish in third place in the sjhl right now they're in fourth uh they do have the second most games remaining they got three games remaining as you mentioned and uh, so they're with you the consensus online is with you in the flint flawed bombers newsy
1: there you go yeah and again can't uh, you can't take away that that home ice advantage there in flint flaw the whitney forum the fans are going to be into it and they got a good, good team in Flint. Oh, God, on. yeah. They got a really good, deep team. So nobody's going to want to play them in the playoffs. And I think Mike Reagan is so, so experienced in, in uh, bringing his team to play the, in the games they really need to win. And they're going to find a way.
0: Well, and I mean, any way that, you know, the dominoes fall in that standings, you look at the game between four and five, it's an unbelievable series. Yeah. Right? You're going to get Flint Vaughn, Battlefords, Flint Melford, Melfort, Melfort, Battlefords, a rematch of the championship last time we had one. So it's going to be, it's going to be one of the, funnest series to watch is that four and five matchup and i unless flint flon moves to third and then it stays where it is down at the bottom as we move now to the larange and yorkton battle because if flint flon plays larange in the first round it, it's madness it's madness in that northern battle
1: yeah well they just played right and, yeah and uh, we they saw split. that we saw that goal with the rbc and um i think in the New- third period uh, a bit of a frustrating yeah Aaron mcgrath big games coming up for all teams to end the season everyone tune in and watch On hockey tv if you can't make the games live thank you aaron mcgrath appreciate that Yeah, rory and i call our games on hockey tv we call our games on uh, on different platforms as well in audio only versions but hockey tv obviously a big part of it um the the video versions but uh yeah i mean the the bombers kind of fell apart a little bit in the third period up in loran's this past weekend but they found a way to figure it out back home and if you know, the LaRange Ice Wolves are very injured, but uh, they're finding a way they're to compete. Waiting. They're waiting. Riley Morgan has stepped up, and Gavin Maddy continues to step up, and Brendan Delapalera keeps stepping up, and Dawson Smith has been a revelation.
0: When and did we it, do so. the show in Radville? Was that, what was that, February? was it long ago.
1: It was mid-January. Was it mid-January? Okay, yeah. maybe
0: it was a little longer than I thought. LaRange was in the 11th yeah. at that time.
1: Yeah. We were well. We were, we were talking about who was gonna sort of finish at the bottom of the playoffs. But I'm saying
0: they've gone from eleventh to sixth. Yeah, and in I, and I went, uh, months, we're gonna make
1: it. And I said, "Larange and Notre Dame would be the seven, 8 But uh, yeah. we can go back. And I don't
0: think he did. I think I said, "Larange is in," no? Uh,
1: maybe not. I don't anyways, know. Anyways, I said Notre Dame would finish. <laughs> it. They <don't> match, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah.
0: Uh, maybe I picked Larange and Melville.
1: Nah, yeah, yeah, We have to go back. <laughs> Fact but, check out there, people.
0: But, but anyways, it was yeah, it's been a great propel up the up the rankings for the LaRange Ice Wolves and in sixth place. But are they gonna stay in sixth place? The Orton Terriers are the only team that can try to prevent that from happening. They need to collect three out of their last four points possible. So they need to win one of the games against Notre Dame and Weyburn or their final two, and then they need to either win the second mm-hmm. one or take it to overtime or a shootout in order to leapfrog LaRange, who has no more games left. They're done at fifty eight.
1: Yeah, because of Notre Dame. James lost to Humble yesterday. Yep. the magic number for uh, Yorkton to at least finish in seventh is now one point. One point. So Notre Dame can, if they Notre Dame wins out and and Yorkton, part of me loses every game in regulation, that Notre Dame can finish seventh. But you know that I don't think that's going to happen. But that all being said, uh, the real you know, battles for six, the real like or the for one, six. yeah, with
0: yeah. a higher potential,
1: Yorkton and LaRange and LaRange you know, came up with that big win as I said in home against Flynn Flawn, and uh, yeah. the Yorkton Terriers all year long, Rory, have found a way to win the game mm. that they've needed to. Uh, they have Weyburn and Notre Dame left. Uh, that Notre Dame played very, very well against Yorkton on Saturday, uh, got a big performance from Austin Elliott. Uh, but, you know, you never count out this Yorkton Terriers team when they're not going to make life easy for anybody in the first round.
0: And, I mean, they've clinched the playoff spot. They know that. They're in. Yeah. How much weight do you put on – I mean, you want to win every game when you're a hockey player. I'm not I'm not debating that fact. But do, they, do you think they look at the standings and be, hey, if we can get – out of 7th, you know, mm-hmm. we're not going up against the Humboldt Broncos who have, you know, separated themselves with the Estevan Bruins. You know, yeah. we're going to get one of Melfort Flinflan Battleford's. Not an easy test by any means. No. But do you think there no, is yeah. that narrative in the dressing room, hey, we can we can get out of this first round matchup with Humboldt?
1: Yeah, 100% and Larange is done. Like they've they've oh, they oh, yeah. no more games. Left. So by Yorkton by has your Steve Norm, Norm right games, through Steve everyone Norm, just through. Yeah, what a what a <laughs> career he's had there. Not much uh, I, I think somebody just Nelson on the follow up there for Yorkton, and they had a game canceled to snow. I guess I guess snow is the new COVID. But uh, <laughs> the the Yorkton Terriers have uh, it all in their hands to get out of uh, that matchup with the Humboldt Broncos, and they want to do it, and they will do it. And I expect nothing but Matt Harris' team to come out extremely hard against Waver and Notre Dame in the last couple games here, and, and find a way to get up into sixth, and and really make a nuisance of themselves. And then we'll have a you know maybe a Melford or a Flynn on Yorkton first round, which, again, will be just as just as difficult to predict, I Absolutely. Think, as a 4-5. So, uh, you know, kudos to Matt Hare again. Every year it seems like they start a little slow, they make some moves, they do the right things, second half of the year they figure it out. So, you know, kudos to them, and I think they, they have a good future ahead of them the rest of this regular season.
0: We basically have two games left. Let's just put on average in the SJHL, maybe even less than that, as a, lot of, a couple teams have won and a few teams are done. Yeah. But it's that small of a sample size – right that's left and we only have two spots that are definitively set with the, with the Bruins. And the, it's crazy. yes. It shows the parody in the league. We started with it on episode one and we're still talking about it way back, way in March with only a game or two games <laughs> remaining that we don't know six out of the eight spots left in the SJHL playoffs. Uh, the four teams that aren't in it, you got to give them credit for what they did to try to get in it and I think that yeah. there's nothing but success lined up in the future thanks to their coaches and what, they, what they've what uh, they acquired throughout uh, a season that may have had some ups and downs and some struggles but the Kindersley Clippers, you you look at Tylen Hillbig. you look at Braden Cook, a couple of the young players that are gonna be a part of that lineup, the hometown Hillbigs, right? Big forces there. Melville Millionaires with their goaltending. Yeah. And Alexis Giroux and Noah Wills. There's there's plenty of talent there. Nipple Wynn Hawks with Christian Albertson, one of the, the one of the star 2004 born players in the pardon, not Christian Albertson, Carter Rickenheiser, my mm-hmm. mistake, one of the star 2004 yeah. born players, and their goaltending still young with Ham and Harmon Laser Hume. And then Wayburn. well, we're gonna to talk to him next. Ty Mason is the focal point yeah. of the growth up the Foster, but Kirk Mullen, and again, there's a lot of talent on yeah. those teams, won't be in the playoffs this year, but stick with the test because they'll be there next year.
1: Yeah, Talman Tallman, yeah. You talk about him at the Weyburn Red Wings. He's been one of the most fun guys to watch to me since the trade deadline. Just He's so fast, and uh, and he's so aggressive there for Weyburn. And, yeah, but you talk about that Melville goaltending situation, obviously, Alexis Giroux. And Jared Thompson have played outstanding this year for the most part for Melville, and they can both come back. So really impressive. Obviously, no wills as exciting as anybody to watch. And then from the Kindersley perspective, you know, you talk about a team that I know is a little bit heartbroken not to get into the playoffs, given the fact that they brought in an Andrew Shubb, and they brought in a, a Braden Cook, and they made some moves. They brought in Morton and mm-hmm. Bell from Nipawin as well. They got These are guys that can come back, with the, not, not Pezzenti and Nett, but uh, Matt Pezzenti. Uh, you know there are arguments to be made there are votes to be had for Matt Pizenti to be the best goalie in the league this year obviously race Ramsey all the all the credits and the accreditations that he deserves but Matt Pezzenti he's, he's the, the MVP of Kindersley I, and I don't think
0: it's an arguable fact that he's yeah. he's not the MVP of Kindersley yeah but yeah. he
1: might have been the best goalie in Wait, the SJHL in the second have. half of the year Yeah, oh, he, <laughs> like might, have, yeah. he might, so have. he's you know deserves a ton of credit and Ken Plackwin there in Kindersley. They deserve a ton of credit for not giving up on this year. They played extremely hard to the very end.
0: That's your Sask Lottery's recap, and we'll have back-to-back interviews coming up. It's Ty Mason first, and Race Ramsey next of Weyburn and Humboldt here on SJ at Noon. Welcome back to SJ at noon, Rory McGoran, the noogs with you and very happy to welcome in. It's the youngest player in the SJHL and what an incredible rookie season he's having of the Weyburn Red Wings, fully dressed, fresh off the ice, Ty Mason. Ty, thanks for joining us. How are things going there in Weyburn?
2: Uh, Pretty good. You know, uh, just had a skate, pretty good skate, Uh, working hard out there, so it's good.
0: You know, my first question, uh, goes back to your last game and what an incredible moment, uh, you picking up the assist on it as well. The victory over the Estevan Bruins in overtime, a four goal performance for Davis Chorney. Uh, we all know that the nine games before the Estevan Bruins took, took those games, but how exciting was it? And what did it mean to your group to avenge that in the final game of the season series against the top team in the league? It was
2: pretty incredible. You know, uh, Everybody's always talking about how how Aston has beaten us ten nothing all the time and stuff, and and how we're last place and they're first, so it uh, it means a lot to us to uh, to beat the first place team.
0: Yeah, and I mean, and you can see it when Davis scores that fourth goal of the game, uh, the excitement that came throughout the players on the ice. I'm sure the players that rushed off the bench afterwards were just as exciting. You were the first one to him setting up that goal. Just talked about for yourself, kind of uh, maybe a little bit of a weight off the shoulders, getting that victory over the Estevan Bruins.
2: Yeah, it was, it was incredible, honestly. I, word can't even explain how, uh, how cool it was to, to finally beat them.
1: Uh, Yeah, hey, Ty, uh, thanks for doing this. Really appreciate your time. I'm going to ask you point blank. We're going to not mess around. We're not going to beat around the bush. You're drafted by the Kelowna Rockets. Uh, Are you interested more in the college route, the WHL route, or you have not decided yet?
2: Uh, I haven't really decided yet. You know, um, both options are pretty good options. Uh, You know, I'm playing junior right now, and uh, that's just what I'm focused on right now.
0: Do you feel what's important uh, for yourself and your career is to kind of keep both windows open when you talk to your coaches, your family, and uh, just making sure you don't close any doors right now with being such a young player already playing junior?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I've thought about it a lot, but I uh, still really haven't came to the conclusion. Uh, still thinking on it. And uh, it's something that I always keeping in the back of my mind.
0: We're joined by Ty Mason. He's the youngest player in the SJHL, already pretty much a leader on the Weyburn Red Wings here as they build towards the future. Uh, that's kind of where my next question is going to gravitate towards your 2005 born player. If you stick with the Wings next year, uh, of course, you know, in your second year with the SJHL, it's maybe fair to say that you're going to be one of the leaders on the team as you're in part of this rebuild in its infancy how do you expect to kind of embrace that role you're only going to be 17 years old but i know that the coaching staff and everyone's going to rely on you to kind of be a leader in the dressing room
2: yeah you know i i know what uh, my coaches and, and my teammates expect out of me i uh, i just try and meet their standards you know i work hard every day uh try to get better every day and, and do what's best for my teammates
0: and is that a role that you're happy to embrace when the moment comes
2: yeah for sure um, you know, I'm, it's good to be a part of part our of leadership like that. Uh, uh, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, obviously uh, a local boy to waver and love to see the local boys uh, getting in there where we always talk about it. Uh, but, for, again, for those that don't know, your dad, Willie, also an SJHL alum with the Estevan, Bruins, and he put up really, really high PIM numbers uh, (laughs) over his time there. I'm sure he's talked to you about it. I think you were probably not alive when he was in the SJ, but uh, there you go. Did he teach you some stuff about the rough stuff? Because, you know, being such a young player in this league, obviously, there's a lot of physical guys, big, strong guys, but you've always been able to hand yourself, handle yourself with the strength. Uh, Is that something that he's kind of talked to you about being able to handle yourself in the in the rough stuff of the game?
2: Yeah, you know, he, he was big into that stuff, and uh, obviously the game's changed a bit, but he uh, he definitely talked to me about it, and uh, in the summertime I do quite a bit of boxing and stuff, so uh, so I can protect, protect myself in that way too, and, and he coaches me in that too, so.
0: And it's it's evident you don't shy away from that side of the game and imply a lot of physical aspects into your role. Do you feel that that is kind of when you have your game uh, at the highest level it can be? Is when you is when you need to get into the dirty areas. You need to be physical and not be a you know not afraid, but not be a, back down against uh, the twenty year olds in the league.
2: Yeah, you know I feel it. Feel it gets me into the game. You know it uh, it gets me dialed in, and uh, mm-hmm. you know it get the boys fired up too
1: on the bench so yeah for sure again for those that don't know you played uh, Estevan AAA last year and uh you know we, we don't see too many 16 year olds jump into this league and you see that sometimes in the OJHL or the BCHL or junior leagues, but not as much in the SJ so talk about being such a young guy having to do homework in high school and and everything at the same time as the travel schedule and the practice schedule and the grind that is the SJHL
2: yeah, so uh, I guess I'll start with uh, you know coming into camp uh, only playing six triple AAA games. Uh, you know I couldn't have done it without without Cody and, and the Redmond staff here in Laven. Uh, they were pretty incredible to me throughout the season and and especially in camp. Uh, you know they helped me out a lot. And then uh, with school, I I uh, Anne Fair. She's uh, she's our educational director here in Laven, and uh, she's a huge help to me. Uh, You know, she helps me out with a lot of my school and uh, she's great to have.
0: We're joined by Ty Mason here of the Weyburn Red Wings. Uh, The Weyburn Red Wings have a, a great young core of players, including yourself, especially. And Cody Mapes has, you know, sort of guided this team towards what it can be in the next coming years. How have you guys bought into that belief that, you know what, like next year we could be a team that could be reckoned with. And we're definitely building towards future success there in Weyburn.
2: Yeah, so uh, we we've had quite a few guys come in out here in Weyburn, so uh, you know we uh, just found what's right uh, here in Weyburn. So, so next year we're hoping to uh, to have a good bounce back season and, and be a pretty good team.
1: Last one from me, Ty. Really, really appreciate your time, especially straight off the ice. Um, obviously, you know. There's no no secret anymore. Obviously, I'm the Notre Dame broadcaster, so it's always interesting to see you play against Notre Dame. Obviously, for those who don't know, you were a Notre Dame student at one point. Uh, you know, it, it seems like you relish that when you play against Notre Dame. Obviously, spent some time there, and I think you scored in the preseason and had a little bit of a smirk with the crowd, with uh, them chanting to you a little bit, and then a couple games in the in the regular season too. Uh, what's it like facing Notre Dame? How much fun do you have doing that too?
2: Uh, it's awesome. You know, I see all, see all my old buddies from, from school and the crowd there and uh, just just awesome to perform in front of them, you know, play, play against their uh, their home team, I guess you call it. So uh, it, it's pretty enjoyable. Uh, you have lots of fun, you know, chat your name and you got a big smile on your face the whole game.
0: Ty, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, As we talked before, we know that both doors are open for yourself. Whatever decision you do end up making in the future, we wish you nothing but success. And, uh, I mean, great accomplishments this year in your rookie season here in the SJHL. Thank you.
2: Thanks, guys.
0: There was Ty Mason of the Weyburn Red Wings with your Super U player profile. We'll take a break and we'll welcome in the 20-year-old goaltender. Now, from the youngest players to one of the oldest players in the SJHL, it's Race Ramsey of the Humboldt Broncos next. Welcome back to SJ at noon, Rory McGorn, the nugs with you and big thanks to Ty Mason of the Weyburn Red Wings for joining us from one of the youngest players to now one of the oldest players in the SJHL, it's race Ramsey and the record-breaking goaltender most wins in a single season with his 40th victory back last week race. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, how are things going there in Humboldt?
3: Yeah, things are great. You know, we, uh, we've been, we've been rolling lately as a team and getting wins and, yeah it's uh really exciting going into playoffs
0: uh i mean we got to start with the record right off the top 40 wins in a season it's pretty incredible really incredible for even a goalie to play 40 games let alone win 40 did you know that that was coming in close when you were taking on uh the kindersley clippers that game or uh were you not really sure and then what did it mean to you to find out either afterwards or after you did it to know you did it
3: yeah so i didn't uh I, I knew the game before someone came up to me after um, I guess my 39th win and they said, hey, you know, apparently you're, you break the record next game. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> uh, cool. <laughs> so uh, I went into the game knowing obviously that wasn't um, the first thing on my mind. The first thing on my mind is getting a win for the team. But uh, uh, no, I was really good afterwards because, you know, I had all the fellows come up to me and congratulate me. I wasn't sure if anyone even really knew or not, but. You know, I had the whole team coming up and giving me hugs and stuff. And so uh, that was what was really special for me.
0: It was the final home game for the Humboldt Broncos as well. Was it just a little bit extra bonus to do it in front of the home crowd, in front of your family uh, and in the Elgar Peterson Arena in Humboldt?
3: Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. You know, we have some of the greatest fans in the league here, I think. And, you know, the community is super supportive of us. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's always good when, you know, you can give them kind of a show and, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I just appreciate the fans so much and it did make it extra special and humble.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Thank you very much for your time race. Uh, part of, part of what we're doing here is obviously trying to get guys to the next level to university or college education. And, uh, you know, you found your spot, the university of Toronto, an extremely difficult place to get into, not only because they're a very good hockey team, but also, because of the academic requirements to get into the university of Toronto. So talk about why pick Toronto and uh, sort of the process of, you know, the back and forth with their coaching staff and and getting into there.
3: Yeah. So I knew I wanted to play U sports. That was kind of my uh, secondary goal for this year besides winning a championship. Um, Yeah. They were one of the last teams to approach me actually. Um, But I knew, for me, I'm really big into computer science. Um, You know, getting a good education is super important for me. And uh, University of Toronto has a great reputation for having one of the best uh, computer science programs in Canada. Um, So that was very appealing for me. And then, um, you know, living in a different place, such as Toronto, you know, coming, I'm a Saskatchewan boy. So uh, I'm sure that'll be a very different experience for me. But I also wanted to just, you know, see a different part of Canada and um you know I they just asked me I asked them if what they how they felt about me and if they were ready to commit and because I knew I that I wouldn't want to go anywhere else and you know that, that's kind of how it happened so yeah I'm greatest the, city in the world <laughs>
0: <laughs> we know uh I mean we know the uh the academic requirements as newsy said is uh is really tough to get into. How do you balance that with the amount you're playing right now with the preparation that we know you put uh on yourself before and after the games, but also holding a ninety six percent average in order to get into the University of Toronto Just where does that kind of structure come from and and how do you maintain it throughout a whole season?
3: I think for me, it's just you know, you got to take pride in the things you do. So regardless of if it's hockey or school or, you know, relationships, uh, you got to be willing to put in 110%. And uh, for me, I just, I don't know, I, I I don't like not trying on anything. So I just give it my best effort on everything. And if I get a good average and we get wins as a team, then that's, that's, you know, a a result of the process of just taking care of, Just the little things every day, you know, just making sure you're uh, managing your time well and uh, putting in putting in the hours you need to do to get success in all areas.
0: And specifically on the ice, I mean, you've played 50 games this year now Uh, for like a younger goaltender coming into the league. You know, you're a role model that they can look up to. What do you do uh, before and after games specifically just to make sure that your body's ready to prepare for that much that much of workload? Pardon me.
3: Yeah, the biggest thing, as you mentioned, is preparation. Um, you know, I make sure I'm I'm going to the gym after uh, every practice and uh, getting a good stretch in and doing mobility and uh, any sort of exercises I need to do. And then, you know, if, if the legs aren't feeling it too well that day, I might take an ice bath as well. Or especially if we're having a back-to-back on the weekend, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll take an ice bath after games and uh, making sure I'm doing hip mobility and, you know, uh, just a clear out of the legs and stretching. So uh yeah i make sure to pay attention to my body just to make sure you know no injuries or anything happen and also you know hydration super important you know mm-hmm. taking care of your body on that sort of side of things uh getting a good amount of sleep you know eating well it's just good habits really and then uh if you prepare yourself well during the week you'll perform well in the weekend so that's kind of my ment- my mentality <laughs>
1: yeah and certainly uh, obviously it's working out uh, having that consistency of performance very impressive. you know I want to know, race, who taught you that Where did you learn that w- both in terms of a mentality and a big picture but also the individual things to do you know what what were some of the influences for you in terms of being that consistent
3: My time in Kamloops in the in the Western hockey League definitely taught me a lot about that um you know my my goalie coach from Kamloops, Dan De Palma he he really uh emphasized having good habits and uh you know being a good person overall but you know it's all about the habits it's what you do every single day uh to make yourself better and if you can get 1% better a day you know that compounds um also my former goalie partner in Kamloops, Dylan Girard he you know he's probably one of the most focused individuals i've ever met and uh he's a great goalie and a great guy and um just being able to work with him all all of that year I played there and getting to see how he prepares for games. You know, I took a lot of what he does and tried to incorporate into my own game. So definitely my time in Kamloops has helped me a lot there.
1: Yeah, very cool. I was actually going to ask you, New York York Rangers prospect, as if the New York Rangers needed more (laughs) goaltending, right? Uh, Good grief, they're amazing in the net. But anyways, we we move on to the present moment. Obviously, race, you've had an incredible individual year, but uh, you know as well as I do how deep and experienced and uh, layered, I guess, this Humboldt decor is. Uh, you know, talk about playing behind them. I don't need to list them all because it's pretty much the who's who of some of the top D in the SJHL. Uh, you know, how how not easy, I guess, but how much fun has it been to play behind those guys this year?
3: Oh, it's been lots of fun, honestly. You know, every single accolade for me that I've gotten on the um, this year, I've, you know, I I contribute that to you know how deep we are as a team, as you said. You know, we have. uh one of the strongest decors, is we can score goals. We can, you know, we can do it all out there on the ice. And uh, that's really fun from my perspective. You know, we have a chance to, to win every single night and, you know, go far and win a championship. And uh, that's kind of the atmosphere we've been cultivating in the room. And, you know, that's just one of the best things to be a part of. And, you know, we're, we just get excited every single game for what we can do. And, yeah. That's been awesome.
0: Grace uh, I want to thank you for joining us. Of course, one last one for me. Uh, there is no, there is no debate that you could have wrapped up your your career in the WHL. You have the tangibles to do that. What led to the decision to finish up in Humboldt, where you started as a seventeen-year-old, and uh, and go for that championship this year in your final year of junior?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, when I was seventeen, I uh, my time in Humboldt was was very, you know, I, I very much enjoyed it. Um, I knew the atmosphere we have in Humboldt is a good one you know I know Barnes uh, our coach he's a you know he wants to win and he can put together the, the team to you know get a championship so um, I just really enjoy my I really enjoyed my time in Humboldt and I just I know there's a lot of potential here this year so uh, there's a no-brainer for me to 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 play in Humboldt and you know go for that championship this year
0: Race, well, it's been an immense success throughout the season. 40 wins on the year, an SJHL record. Uh, congratulations for all that. Uh, and then Humboldt Broncos are are poised for a potential big run. So best of luck in the playoffs coming the year in about two weeks' time.
3: Thanks very much, guys. Appreciate it.
0: There was Race Ramsey, the goaltender of the Humboldt Broncos. And we'll take a break and be right back on SJ Noon. This is what the in-house call. And the puck is dropped, and the record belongs to the Ram it took 30 years to break and it may never be touched again 40 wins an all-time sjhl record is race ramses Welcome back to SJ at Noon. Rory McGorn, the Noogs with you. Uh, big thanks to Ty Mason of the Weyburn Red Wings and Race Ramsey of the Humboldt Broncos for joining us this week. It's our second last show before the playoff dance in the SJHL. We still have six teams out of the eight that are uncertain of where they're going to lie in that playoff race. But uh, it'll create some great finish in your CAA road report as we look ahead to that. And it'll create some great matchups when we head in to the SJHL play playoffs newsy though of those matchups your cea road report which one do you think has the most weight attached to it which ones are you looking forward to on your broadcasts on hockey tv we had aaron mcgrath commenting to you know if you can't get there live follow however you can your team's heading into the playoffs but which one do you have your eyes on
1: Yeah, it's got to be that home-and-home, Rory, between flynn Flon and Melfort. And then uh, to end it all off, Flynn-Flawn is in Battleford. So my eyes are on the Flynn-Flawn Bombers.
0: So the Bombers' three uh, games are against the teams that are in that mix. They're they're huge games. They're four-point swings every time. They're
1: huge. And you know what? This flynn Flon team, Rory, the way that they're built, they get so much experience, they're not going to be daunted by any situation. So... You know, that's one of the reasons why I picked them to finish third when it's all said and done, as good as the ML for things are going to be. But that is going to be playoff hockey right now. Who P- you got? Who do you got, off? Yeah, yeah, no, that's mine.
0: The Flint Flon Bombers and Melford Mustangs. Yeah. I had that exact same one circled because it's really going to op- We're going to find out who is getting home ice advantage after that. If the Battlefords North Stars can, you know, still control their own destiny following that weekend swing, uh, but that one's going to shake it right up, and we'll find out if it's Flint Flon LaRange, if it's Battlefords Melfort. Uh, a lot of the series that people are are hoping that they can see this year in the opening round, which is which is why it's so exciting. And of course, you know, the whole season last year was washed out, yeah. and uh, so to get these great matchups in an opening round that you don't even have to wait for a divisional rival or a rematch of a championship, yeah. uh, it, it's going to be fun.
1: Well, just a bookkeeping note, if you're wondering why the season is still going, it's because of all the COVID pauses yeah, they and extended the games it a week. that were canceled, yeah. and they extended it a week. Uh, in fact, Battlefords and Notre Dame are going to play each other on March 14th, Yeah, and the, and the playoffs started on March 6th couple of years ago so it's interesting but uh you know that's just sort of if you're wondering why that is and then the playoffs will start on the 18th and we'll talk all about the playoffs next week and we'll know everything pretty much there is to know for the most part by then but uh boy oh boy playoff style hockey coming right up here flint fawn and melford we talked about that and the battleford's north stars they got lots to play for they got four games yeah. between now and next monday so again? they got a lot of games as you can get a good look at a a goal here. The they he, he takes a shot to get a goal, eh? Yeah, yeah but that's Zane Florence. Oh, yeah. like, he'll, he plays 100 miles an hour for 60 minutes every single game, and Braden Kalmasco loves him. They talk about uh, nuts and guts up there in Battlefords, mm-hmm. and uh, Zane Florence is made of that stuff. So, but anyways, the Bombers, uh, the uh, North Stars, uh, are certainly going to be a team to watch. They have the most games left. Uh, So it should be interesting to see how that 3-4-5 breaks down. Well, the most
0: important thing about getting into the playoffs here is you want to do it with a healthy core of of players, right? Uh, Who do you feel right now? I mean, you're looking at Estevan, LaRange, they're done, right? They're going to be waiting roughly two weeks now to play a game. So there's plenty of time to get healthy, right, as we look back into what the series would be if it started today. Uh, But it's plenty of time to get healthy. Who right now do you think has the healthiest crew, as uh, we want to give thanks to Mayfair Diagnostics, who only care about your health, whether it's MRIs, whether it's x-rays, whether it's ultrasound, they got everything down at at, uh, Mayfair Diagnostics. Pick two teams. Which one needs Mayfair Diagnostics to get healthy, and which one is (laughs) the most healthiest right now, you think, heading into the playoffs?
1: Well, the, I mean, I think the most injured team in terms of key guys, even though they keep competing, is the LaRange Ice Wolves with no Aaron Gray Eyes, no Holden Knights, no McKillen Couture, and who knows on a given ba- on a week-to-week basis what Xavier Cannon's story is. Um, but LaRange, they still find a way to compete. They were down 7-2 in this game, by the Gavin, way, Rory. Gavin Maddie had, had something to do with Five <laughs> points from Noah Wills but uh, in that game, but yeah. they ended up winning 8-7. They were down 7-2, yeah. I think, Roy, or something big like that. Uh, So big-time kudos to LaRange to keep fighting without those key guys. So they're the ones who are the most injured and need Mayfair. Uh, The team that's the healthiest is clearly the Humboldt Broncos. You know, Scott Barney's mixing, mixing and matching his roster very calmly and happily to put a very stacked team still out against Notre Dame, even with really key guys out of the lineup yesterday. Um, and so it was real interesting as you see the uh, the 40th win there for uh, Race Ramsey. That must have been uh, pretty fun to call. But uh, the, the Broncos are. I don't think you, you were Still saying the they path. don't have any key injuries at all. So
0: they're they're relatively healthy. Yeah, going into their final game, which is next Friday, uh, with a, a full group of people, to yeah. my knowledge.
1: So that's what you want. That's what you want. And uh, you know, the, I, I'm good to. See, I guess good to see William Dyke get an opportunity in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hasn't had too many this year, but uh, there you go, Race Ramsey. I always wonder who, uh, who makes the decision. Is it Scott Barnes or, <laughs> or Race Ramsey? Collective. And how much of a fight it is between them. But it's uh, interesting to see. A
0: collective. I'm yeah. sure he's happy with and his workload, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, could it go another week without talking about the Estevan Bruins goaltending? Because we're talking about uh-huh. teams that may need to work on their Mayfair diet. Not work on it, but hope uh, with this little bit of a break that they can get their Mayfair Diagnostics health back up to par. And I think now maybe both have a little bit of an. I know Kamherjlicka came out of the last game um, not after a goal either. It was later on in the game, I think, he, he came out and was switched by Boston below us. So there's just a little bit of uh, smoothing out to do with the goaltending. Hope they're both healthy heading in because it's a big story around the Estevan Bruins.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think probably it's a bigger story for us than sure. for the Estevan Bruins. Because That's right. I think the Estevan Bruins, well, they, they, they're they done, too. They've got uh, some time here before the, the playoffs start. I mean, it's March the 7th. They won't play another game until March the 18th. So yeah. they've got 11 days from today. not They'll post the lead-up to today. So they got a long time to get uh, Boston Belowis and Camherd Licka right. Uh, we, you know, we haven't seen Boston Belowis be maybe right for a while to be honest so some good extended time off is good and Jason Tatarnik understands what his guys need to have a little bit of a break, a little bit of a rest and stuff so um, no, I, think, I think the Bruins will be fine and ready to go once it all kicks off the, the team that I'm concerned about is Michael Horatian net and the Lower sure. Ice Wolves up front.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I mean, content and controversy stirs the yeah, show here, all right? Sure. So I'm just bringing We're it back up. Fun. But congratulations yeah. also to the Estevan Bruins. They clinched first right. place and uh, um, regular season league champions with 91 yeah. points finished. Yeah. So big kudos and congrats to them. Yeah.
1: And Kalen Fitzpatrick, what a beautiful goal. Oh man, what a player he is. Oh, yeah, Niagara University Direct West commit. He's been awesome all year, 03 birth year. Uh, incredible job by him. And I also should say, first time that the Estevan Bruins, and you think with all the talent and the resources that the Estevan Bruins have had year in, year out, Rory, mm. first time the Estevan Bruins have been the, f- the first-place seed in the regular season in the SJHL since 2004-05. Oh, wow, which wow. Which hard to yeah. believe, right. right? And they won the last time they won the league was 1999. So when Jason Tatarnik in the preseason and before talked about this being maybe the best Estevan Bruins team ever, he maybe had something. He was on to something there because it's mm-hmm. been a while. And the Bruins, again, lots of great, great teams last little while. Just haven't been the team this year. They are the team.
0: All right, we got we got four more minutes here. We'll get quickly into your players of the week. The article will be up today on SJ at noon. But MVP of the mm-hmm. week was it? Any debate? that it wasn't Davis Chorney, four <laughs> goals, and picks up the biggest win for yeah. the Weyburn Red Wings, defeating the Estevan Bruins in overtime. Four goals, he scored them all, including the winner. He's your MVP.
1: Yeah, it's one of those matchups, that rivalry, Highway 39 rivalry that always matters. And then you see uh nice little rebound, shot for a rebound, and Davis Chorney bangs it in. Nipawin kid scored a natural hat-trick as well in the game, the last three goals of the game. The Bruins were going to the third, confident, up 3-1, to one, and the Red Wings gave their fans something to cheer for, so very great.
0: Forward of the week, up north in Flint, Flon, it's Drew Kuzmas.
1: Yeah, brought in to be be, be producer. I think we talk about how the Flint Flon Bombers can have a new new hero every week and a big part of a big comeback win there against uh, LaRange at the Whitney Forum and, uh, you know, he's a perfect, perfect add to this Flynn Flon team.
0: See a quick another goal by Xavier Lapointe there. I don't know how many up he's up to now, nearing 20 on the season for a defenseman. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, but he's not your defenseman of the week. That one's staying up north, but in Saskatchewan, it's Nate Luft of the Larange Ice Wolves.
1: Yeah, we didn't know what to expect from the LaRange decor this year. And Nate Luft has been a big part of that turnaround. You think about Couture and Webb as well, and Gilman's played a big role scoring that uh, Sask Sport or the uh, Kids Sport goal for the thousandth. But uh, Nate Luft has been a great offensive defenseman for the this year. Another great week for him.
0: Your rookie of the week, no surprise at all. Melville Millionaires Dynamo Noah Wills yeah. picking up another accolade.
1: Yeah, five points uh, in one game there in a losing effort, unfortunately mm. for him, but. Uh, boy, is he dynamic, worth the price of admission, and Mike Rooney's got something going for next year. Boy, they don't have uh, many old guys uh, mm-hmm. in Melville's locker room. They're going to be good next year.
0: And the final one, your goaltender of the week, it's, uh, it's staying back up north. The Flin Flon Bombers, record-breaking out for their team, Cal Shell.
1: Yeah, great uh, story for Cal. He picks up the uh, the shutout, and, you know, he, he's just been a rock, and we talk about this Flin Flon team. He's so much better. When Cal shells in the net, they have so much more confidence when Cal shells in the net and uh, you know they, they were right back in there and they're right back into figuring things out up there in Flint Flint.
0: So your SGEU MVP Davis Chorney, your RBC forward is Drew Kuzma, your Mayfair Diagnostics defenseman Nate Luft Direct West Rookie of the Week Noah Wills and your Sastel goaltender is Cal Shell. Uh, just want to give a shout out now today's in another sponsor we posed a question onto our chat for who had the most road wins in the shootout this season and a lot of comments came in. We have one winner here Now selected. Congratulations to Matt Morrison, who picked the Kindersley Clippers. Three wins on the road in a shootout. They had six shootout wins this year, and three came away from their hometown building, the West Central Events Center. So, Matt Morrison, congratulations. You win a one night stay courtesy of the Days In for any of their nine locations in Saskatchewan. And the SJHL will be reaching out to you to let you know how you can claim that prize. I uh, wonder where Matt Morrison is going to go and maybe take in some SJHL action in the playoffs 2 weeks time.
1: Yeah, get head to the to, oh, yeah, head to uh, head to Flynn head to Ronge, one of those places. Find sign a days in around there stay in strap yourself in for uh you know some of the some of the playoff games coming up watch the two in a row should be a doozy
0: absolutely and of course uh to bookend the shows we want to just send one more shout out to our rbc community ambassadors across the league all 12 representatives of their teams are now into a voting stage you can find that on sjhl twitter on sjhl facebook and uh it'll be voted down to a final four but congratulations to all 12
1: yeah, awesome initiative. Community, obviously, is everything to the SJHL, and the communities love their teams in a way that's awesome. And so uh, this is a great way to uh, recognize how important the community is and how important the partnership with RBC is, and they've been a big-time sponsor of the SJ for years, so thank you very much.
0: Nugsy, are you keeping your toppings on top of the cheese on the pizza? Or are you stuffing them underneath now like the Saskatchewan way?
1: <laughs> that's a good question. I've never had the Regina style with the with the. The sandwich meat <laughs> underneath the cheese uh, but I'm, I'm sure it's good I can't see how it could be bad though. I can't see how it could be bad but I'm going to keep the keep the meat on top of the
0: keep, cheese keep it on top of on the top cheese alright yeah. the yeah. Flint Bombers are taking our poll there who will finish third in the SJHL well one more week pretty much to figure it out it's down. It's anyone's guess it's down to those last three teams Flint Flawn, Melford and Battlefords. one and two is cemented that one's uncertain and then six seven and eight still needs a little bit of a potential shuffle up between LaRange Yorkton and Notre Dame. Big thanks to Ty Mason for joining us of the Waver and Red Wings and Race Ramsey of the Humboldt Broncos. That wraps up S.J. at Noon and have a great Monday. We'll be back next Monday on S.J. Noon.